Hey, Armstrong and Getty here. And the real estate market is about as crazy as it's ever been. I mean, it's just none of the old rules apply anymore. Everything's different. You gotta, you, you need expert advice. And there will be a new set of new rules next week, too, probably. That's why you have to get great real estate representation, good or bad or mediocre, will no longer do. Give Robert Millward a call. Robert's with Intero Real Estate now at 204-9493. Maybe you're thinking about selling. What's your house worth? Get a good solid number instead of a wild guess. Maybe you're not upside down anymore because, as Jack said, the rules are changing. Who can get approved for a short sale? Who can get approved for a mortgage? Call 204-9493, 204-9493. Talk to the only guy I'd use or go to JoeGettysRealtor.com. That's JoeGettysRealtor.com. What's up? What's up? Doing a trip with my uh, with my oldest, just me and the seven year old this weekend. Flying to uh, Eclipse territory. Gonna spend a day running around, watch the eclipse, heading fly for home. the swath of totality. The swath of totality. Gonna be a good time right before school starts next week. And then I've got the other kid gonna have his first first day of school. Mm. First ever first day of school. Hopefully. I'm jealous. I'm not going to the SOT. I'm staying here and do this stupid show. Stupid radio show. How dark is it going to be here? Do you have any idea? Yeah, fairly. There you go. So my other child will get to see that. Yeah, it'll definitely be, uh, wait a minute, why is it so dark out dark? And I'm going to get me some eclipse looking glasses. I'm not going to see the dancing gases, the beautiful corona. I probably won't form a new religion or drop to my knees weeping in a mixture of joy and wonder. Uh, but it'll be cool. Wonder how big and I'm, you know what, maybe I'll go see the next one. I wonder how big an impact it's going to have on me. Will I decide I uh, I want to become a woman? Or, I mean, you know, some major thing going to happen? You might fill your drawers. <laughs> oh, damn it. Oh, I let go. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> damn it. Yeah, well, I'll look forward to hearing your report uh, Tuesday. Huh? Yeah? Well, I'm going to call in a lot on Monday. I'm planning to. So it, it starts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you'll have nothing to report. Other than the whole humanity converging on a swath of... I think it's going to be quite the cultural coast-to-coast event. Yeah, yeah. We'll be able to hear the tambourine circles in the background. <laughs> and I get the next one, though. I get to, to take the day off for the next one. If a super volcano goes off, we'll uh, flip a coin. So, listen. Real quick here. I just hope yeah. this isn't like a weather person predicting it to rain and then it doesn't. Where, you know, they say, oh, well, we thought it was going to be a total eclipse in this area, and it actually turned out that we were <laughs> The moon <wrong>. misses? <laughs> it was actually, you know, somewhere else. I was off. It was off like half a mile. Sorry. Yeah, it's 90% the trip with my son. <clears throat> I wouldn't go if it was just me. I mean, I'd like to see it, but I wouldn't take no, the time I, and I expense. I totally get that. That's great. That's nice. Yeah, oh. If it was just me, I'd look at it on TV. Say, eh, it looks like something. I'll be darned. <laughs> I had such a great, hilarious conversation, uh, Delaney and Judy and I, at dinner last night. Little D who's uh, heading off to college in a week. Oh my God, I'm going to miss that. But yeah, you know, sunrise, sunset. Except on the eclipse day, there will be multiple sunrises and sunsets. You know, it's the natural natural order of things. But I'm glad you're making that trip. That's great. Have fun. Super. I'm going to stay here doing this stinking radio show. Did I mention that?
So let's take a fun look back, huh? At the week that was, it's cow clips of the week. But you got to learn how to do it sober. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I. <laughs> we are determined to take our country back. We're going to fulfill the promises of Donald Trump. That's what we believed in. That's why we voted for Donald Trump. If I don't come here, I'm very, I'm not a happy camper. The heat don't bother me. I have to be here. This is my every year Virgil. Because that's not what's in his heart. You what, can read what, a heart. What, what, wow, what you really said, are a PhD. But he said yes. And he said, wow, bro, you must surf. And I said, uh, yeah. And that was the first of many lies that I told to get to where I am today. Thank you. I would say... Would you say it? Say it like the mooch. Say it like the mooch. Somebody like Donald Trump who does not give his daughter to a Jew. I don't think that you could feel about race the way I do and watch that Kushner bastard walk around with that beautiful girl, okay? You had a group on one side that was bad, and you had a group on the other side that was also very violent. And nobody wants to say that, but I'll say it right now. We saw Nazi flags uh, and marchers carrying torches, uh, tiki torches, by the way, because nothing says white nationalists quite like faux Polynesian kitsch. There may be people standing in or along the roadway watching the eclipse, um, and they may be distracted, so it's important to keep an eye out for pedestrians. You want something interesting but serious? Or do you want something frivolous? Hmm. Next segment's going to be interesting but serious, but so nutty as to also be nutty. (laughs) I don't know. Robert E. Lee. What did Robert E. Lee think about Confederate monuments? He was the leader of the Army of Northern Virginia. The Southern effort, if you will. I will. Uh, In December of 1866, this is after the war, after he lost. In December of that year, he wrote um, of another proposed Confederate monument. As regards the erection of such a monument, this particular one was going to be a statue for Stonewall Jackson. As regards the erection of such a monument as is contemplated, my conviction is that however grateful it would be to the feelings of the South, the attempt in the present condition of the country, would have the effect of retarding instead of accelerating its accomplishment and of continuing, if not adding, to the difficulties under which the Southern people labor. He favored, uh, not only did Lee uh, oppose Confederate monuments, he favored erasing battlefields from the landscape. He even supported getting rid of the Confederate flag after the Civil War ended. He didn't want the flag flying above Washington College, of which he was the president after the war. Hmm. He didn't want the Confederate flag flying over the college where he was president. Time to heal. That's interesting. Lee did not want such divisive symbols following into the grave. At his funeral in 1870, flags were notably absent from his procession. Former Confederate soldiers marching did not don their old military uniforms, and uh, neither was the his body as they buried him in his uniform. Uh, Lee's daughter wrote, his Confederate uniform would have been treason. Lee believed countries that erased visible signs of civil war recovered from conflicts quicker. He was worried by keeping these symbols alive, it would keep the divisions alive. How interesting. It is interesting. Delaney hit me to a rather beautiful story of how Georgetown University got its school colors, which are blue and gray, which I'm sure you're way ahead of me having heard that. 
that it was an effort to say sons and daughters of the South, or was it just sons at that point? It was probably mostly sons. Uh, sons of the South, sons of the North, you're you're all welcome here. These divisions are past. We are the blue and the gray. Uh, come learn, which is a really nice sentiment. Interesting that uh, that Lee believed that. I think there's a fair amount of truth to that. I think, but then couldn't you stretch that argument to make so for all Americans now and everything like that? Here's here's our war dead that we're honoring, and there's your war dead you're honoring, and we're all Americans now. And Shame was, about that whole disagreement. It was part of what we all went through, but we've come together. Yeah, yeah. Well, like Which, I said, and, and there's multiple layers and, and points of view on this. I, I'm not real excited about uh, statues that seem to glorify the Confederacy. I'm fine with statues that honor the fallen, the guys who fought and died. Mostly because, you know, it's the common man who generally goes out and fights and dies for his country or his would-be country. Or whatever. So it would so. be a statue that honors the Confederacy. Do you mean like the, Reb, uh, the, the Confederate flag? That just honors the Confederacy. Well, you know, like a Stonewall Jackson statue or something like that. He died? Well, yeah, I know he died. So he's the well, fallen? Jack, we all died. <laughs> He'd be 140 years old if he hadn't. So. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. Like I say, these are difficult issues. I don't think we ought to be pulling statues down in the night. I'll tell you that. No, that's a little scary because where does that go? Right. Um, I, and how about the, pulling down the statue of Roger Taney, who wrote the indefensible Dred Scott decision? That's an interesting move. He was an a-hole, by the way. So I don't want statues to him anywhere, but it's an interesting move. And somebody pointed out, you know... I couldn't decide, all right, is this just partisan bickering or more? Nobody was talking about this when Barack Obama was president, or at least not much. Now, when that, that scumbag, whose name I'm not even going to repeat, the scumbag who went into that black church and killed those innocent people. Now, in the wake of that, there was some of the discussion about the, the rebel flag, the, the Confederate battle flag, and uh, and the rest of it. But nobody's talking about pulling down monuments. Now, all of a sudden... Everybody, obviously, it's what needs to be done, and if Donald Trump says don't, it's because he's a Klansman. I mean, I'm just not buying it. It's hard for me to make the argument on why the statues ought to be up. I mean, just if I'm just going to intellectually look at it, Rommel was a great general. One of the world's great generals. To have a statue of Rommel in Germany would seem pretty strange. Yeah, it would. You know, there's a reason the victors write the history. And it's it's not just because they get to. It, it helps to, to, to heal the wounds, like Robert E. Lee was talking about. It's over. Don't be flying the flag. Don't be making me monuments. It's not going to help us get to where we need to be, which is all functioning and having happy, happy lives, which is ultimately what government's supposed to do. It's supposed to protect your liberty and, and, and help you have life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I don't like erasing history, quote-unquote erasing history. But I don't think you're always doing that by taking down a monument. It's more more interesting to me is that it's been the way it is all these years. You had all these Robert E. Lee middle schools that everybody right. seemed to be more or less okay with for yeah. all these years. Yeah. Now all of a sudden it seems clearly wrong. Yeah, I don't know. These these times are so highly charged. I was about to say something about Robert E. Lee, but I thought I better not say that. Because somebody will try to portray me as a Klansman or something. Well, I wonder about it going that direction. If I'm seen reading a biography of Stonewall Jackson, am I now in trouble? 
Somebody could try to railroad you. There are plenty. We have plenty of people who want to tear us down for whatever reason. By the way, there's a new Hitler uh, book out that's really great. Oh, great. So it turns out you are one. Sean, do you ever hear this story? You probably haven't heard the story of when I was uh, uh, a neo-Nazi tried to recruit me. <laughs> no, I have not heard this story. So there you were, goose-stepping down the boulevard. <laughs> In my brown shirt. Well, he was getting his little mustache trimmed. <laughs> so I'm a, I'm a bald man, a shaven-headed man, and I was wearing black Doc Martens, ah. which I have done many times, mostly because of Pete Townsend more than the SS. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> more the, uh, the who than the Luftwaffe. But I'm in the library, and I'm in the uh, history section, and I'm looking at some Nazi books, which I've read a ton of World War II books. I'm reading another one right now. I'm reading I'm reading the new Hitler book. It's really good. What's, um, the, what's the angle on this one? It's about the trial from the Beer Hall Putsch. Oh, right. In right, 24, right, right, right. 1924. And yeah. when he was an unknown, and anybody who did know him thought he was a joke. And it all changed with that trial. But anyway, um, so I'm at the I'm at the library looking at the Hitler books in my do- black Doc Martens Doc Martens with my shaved head, and so it's up- starting to make sense how <laughs> yeah. the confusion occurred. Yeah, you can forgive the young Nazi for his uh, misperception. So around the corner comes another bald headed gentleman in similar shod similarly, <laughs> um, and says, "You like those books, do you?" I said, "Yeah." <laughs> He said, all right. And he kind of like winked at me. And mm. and because, now I don't have time for two library stories, but because I was once approached by someone wanting to have sex with me in the library. <laughs> different library story. At that the, time know, you were in dolphin shorts. It was more understandable. <laughs> that, yeah. That's right. Dolphin shorts in a tank top. That's a good story, too. You know what? I'm going to tell them both when we come back. Hey, fantastic. <laughs> I was going to get to something relevant, but who the hell cares? <laughs> the guy who approached me for sex at the library and then the guy who approached me to join the neo-Nazis at the library. <laughs> They're both short stories, but... Same library? No. Okay. Different libraries. If it was the same library, I think I'd start to... I think I'll choose a different branch. <laughs> right. This one is rife with complications. <laughs> Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. So I'll go back one. So I'm at the library. Wearing your dolphin shorts and your lavender tank top. I was at the, I'm at the library at the University of Kansas. As a graduate student, briefly, until I realized I couldn't do graduate-level accounting and moved on to something else. And I'm out. And I'm done. He gone. <laughs> so I'm at the library, and I was a quite naive young man. I was unaware <laughs> of this sort of thing. I now know that it's, you know, cruising and bathrooms and that sort of stuff is is, is a thing. I didn't know that at the time, mm-hmm. so it was just, you know. Small town boy, come to the big city. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm in the bathroom, uh, like a weekday in the summer at the University of Kansas. So the library, one of the stacks, it's completely empty. There's not another soul around. I needed to go to the bathroom, and I'm in the stall, and I'm sitting there, and I'm, this is pre-smartphone, so i got to read the walls to kill a little time. Mm. And it says on the wall, <laughs> if you would like your blank blanked. Mm, and I would. I mean, you know, like uh, Steve Bannon sort of thing, only with help. Um, 
If you would like your blank blank, meet me August 7th at noon. And I thought, <laughs> today's August 7th. Look at my watch. It's about noon. Well, how about that? <laughs> and I thought, that's weird. Like, precisely when I when I realized that, some guy's head comes shooting underneath the stall. His head? His head. Yeah! Yeah! Because I'm looking down at my feet. I think I just stood up. I'm looking down at my feet, and his head comes in. <laughs> Hello! <laughs> I just screamed. I think, How you ah! doing? How you doing? <laughs> I pulled up my pants and ran out of there. That's the end to a lot of your stories. <laughs> <laughs> at least he was punctual. That's right. That's right. Yeah, he was like, Sorry, I'm late. It's two after. <laughs> when I write an appointment on a bathroom stall, you can count on it to be true. <laughs> Boy, and imagine his disappointment. Yeah. He's thinking, wow, hey, I got a live one. <laughs> Dude, you, it's noon. <laughs> you sh- shuffle away, terrified, pulling up your drawers. I don't know if it, it might have been years later before I even figured out what was going on there. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, so, boy. so that takes me to this next story. So it's like a decade later. I'm at the library, shaved head because I'm bald. Doc Martens because I like Pete Townsend. Looking at uh, German World War II history books. Just Nazi to clarify that you are not now, nor have you ever been a national socialist. I am not a Nazi, but I was reading Nazi books. I was in the library. Some guy, some guy comes around the corner. also got a shaved head, wearing black boots, and says, "So you like those books, huh?" And I said, yeah, and he kind of winks at me and walks out. And I thought, okay, it's like that dude in the other library. He's wanting to sex me up or something. Right. Didn't really think anything of it. Get my book, check out. I walk outside. He's waiting for me outside the library, and he's sitting on the little stoop there, and he said, and he kind of gives me the nun. He says, we got a meeting tomorrow night, 7 o'clock. Gives me the address. I just said, okay. And walked off. <laughs> Super. Isn't at, he on... at this point, had you connected the dots yet? Yeah, right okay. then I did. I thought, wow, he's a freaking neo-Nazi. Did he hand you and a he, tiki torch? And he thinks... <laughs> Shall I bring a covered dish? <laughs> and he thinks I might be one of him. Yeah. Well, you had the look. I did have the look. And, I, you know, I was reading Nazi books, but... Yeah. Those are my... Is that All like right. his recruitment post? Like, does he... like? Was he also looking? I'm, I'm just curious tonight. Is he just hoping that somebody else walks in the library and that's the indicator? Or? Well, that seems a, like a pretty slow way to grow your membership. Seems like it. Yeah, I don't. But I don't, that's pre-internet. That's you know what else right. are you going to do? Where are you going to fish? The Hitler section of the local library. Both, I don't know. Both of these experiences are pre-network, so hmm. a pre-internet. So you had to just write it on the bathroom wall and hope somebody showed up, I guess, or wait for somebody to check out Hitler books and ask him if they want to come to the meeting. That was your only hope. Now you can, you know, recruit these people. I wonder if the guy had, like, a, had noon written on the stall you were in. And then over there in the science building, he had a noon 15. And then he says at some point, I got to go. I've got a 1 o'clock. Yeah, thanks very much, <laughs> but I've got a 1 o'clock. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got a 1 o'clock over there in the astronomy he building. He gets out so. his day planner. <laughs> exactly. Touching it with a little stick. Or that was that was even, those things didn't exist. No. Have to be with a pen and ink on a, uh, yeah. Two wild library experiences. Uh, speaking of Nazis, so uh, you got this Christopher Cantwell fella. He was, uh, Vince, do you have the clip from the original Vice documentary? Um, we, uh, he's been, uh, you know, kind of high profile lately, leading his neo-Nazi buddies. But the thing is, you remember the names of white bombers and mass shooters, okay? Yeah, yeah. Can you tell me the name of all 19 hijackers on 9-11 off the top of your head? 
You can remember Dylan Roof's name. You we can remember Tim McVeigh's name. We're white people. We're capable of violence. I didn't say capable. Of course we're capable. I'm carrying a pistol. I go to the gym all the time. I'm trying to make myself more capable of violence. I'm, I'm here to spread ideas, talk, in the hopes that somebody more capable uh, will, will come along and do that. Somebody like Donald Trump who does not give his daughter to a Jew. So Donald Trump, but like more racist. A lot more racist than Donald Trump. I don't think that you could feel about race the way I do and watch that Kushner bastard walk around with that beautiful girl. Okay, right, so that's his act, they, and there was more to it. They bleeped out bastard on Charlie Rose last night. They did? You can't say bastard at 11.30 at night on TV? Um, what the bastard? Huh. Uh, so that's uh, so that was that's his act. And he's uh, he's one of those guys. But uh, a couple of things about him and, and then we'll get to a video he just posted. Um, he he was some sort of talk show host. Yeah. He described on Charlie Rose last night. He was a libertarian talk show host. <clears throat> he got fired for uh, getting into the whole some races are slightly more intelligent than others. IQ stuff. He got he lost his job for that. And then he got, like, radicalized by people attacking him. It pushed him further to extremes, is the theory. And uh, he's a full-on white supremacist now. Right, right. He uh, also ran for Congress as a libertarian, but a DWI derailed his campaign. This was in '09, And I'm looking at some of his campaign photos. He was a lot fatter at the time. So hate thinned him down. He says in the clip, I, I go to the gym to cause more violence. Right. Well, so he, what he it, didn't then. He went to the pizza bar to cause violence. So, well, so he was, well, what if it turns out hate is slimming? What would then, we do with that information? Here's a picture of him <laughs> with a gigantic afro in 2014. He was part of the Free Keen movement in Keene, New Hampshire, featured on the Colbert Report, among other things. Um, that was putting money. They were Robin Hooding. They put money to save people from parking tickets. They put money into the uh, the parking meters, I should say. Uh, when people forget to, they were harassed by meter attendants. Uh, Cantwell didn't get much screen time in the clip, but did tell Colbert's crew, fi- quote, I find that when I carry a gun, people are very unlikely to hit me. So he was kind of a, I don't know, kind of just anti-government. It's hard to say what his bent was, but... um. So a couple of weird facts. So this guy apparently is drawn to like fervor. Whatever he's into, he's really, really, really into it at the time. Well, uh, he found out a warrant for arrest had been put out for him based on the Charlottesville ugliness. And he put out a new video. We've edited it just for length and to get the obscenities out of it. You just want me to play one? Yeah. yeah, How long? uh, Yeah, go ahead. Give me number one. Yeah. Okay. I contacted the, the local police. I called the Charlottesville Police Department and I asked them, I, I said, I have, I have been told that there's a warrant out for my arrest. Um, and they, uh, they said that they wouldn't confirm it, but that I could find this out if I, <clears throat> excuse me. He's getting choked up. That I could find this out if I wanted to go to a local magistrate or something like that. But with everything that's happening, I don't think it's wise for me to be, you know, going, going anywhere. There's a state of emergency. The National Guard is here. Um, you know, so I don't. I don't think it's a good idea for me to go there, frankly. Um, and I don't. I don't know what to do. I've emailed Stephen Tenney of the Keene Police Department. I'm sorry. I have emailed Stephen Tenney of the Keene Police Department. He's one of the cops who came there. Um, <clears throat> he's one of the cops who saved my ass when I had to pull my gun in Keene. 
and I emailed him and I said, I don't know what to do. I need guidance. Um, I want to be peaceful. I want to be law abiding. Okay. That was the whole entire point. Of the uh, give me number two real quick. This and I'm watching CNN talk about this as violent white nationalist protests. We have done everything in our power to keep this peaceful. You know, I know we talk a lot of on the internet, right? But like literally, Jason Kessler applied for a permit like months ago for this, okay? When they yanked our permit, we went to the ACLU and we went to court and we won. We've been coordinating with law enforcement the entire time. Every step of the way, we've tried to do the right thing. And they just won't stop, you know? We have done everything in our power. We have used every peaceful and, and lawful means by which to redress our grievances. And our enemies just will not stop. We've been f***ing assaulted. They, they are threatening us all over the place. That's really interesting. Yeah, I'd say. Trying to figure out what's true and what's not and what's going on there. We talk a lot of S on the internet, but... But we're really law-abiding and peaceful, and he's getting all choked up and everything. But a lot of you showed up with weapons, at least. Spoiling for a fight, let's be honest. You knew the other guys were showing up, and you wanted to beat the hell out of them. I was talking earlier about Plus, your whole platform is, you know, racism and hate and the rest of it. I was talking earlier about how angry they looked. Of course, you know, people at a pro-choice rally look pretty angry, too. So Yeah. um, That's that's a common look you have to have when you're protesting, I guess. Uh, Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, that whole ACLU article, angle, he didn't get to that today, maybe next week, but their membership exploded after Donald Trump was elected. I didn't realize that. Oh, and, really? And contributions, oh. yeah. And now a lot of people are like, whoa, you you are the ones that fought in court to allow those people to march? I'm out. Yeah, how interesting. So, so it's, a real, it's a real crisis. Unclear on the concept. Yeah. What's coming up in your news, Marsha Phillips? Well, one American killed in the Spanish terror attacks amid fears about a Northern California husband who was separated from his wife during the mayhem. Got former IT aide whom Congresswoman Debbie Wasserman Schultz stood by for months and now being indicted. And why many consider August to be the most miserable month of the year. Coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. August is the most miserable month of the year. Hmm. I'm feeling fairly cheery myself. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Here's a text. Sort of text we get regularly. You you eunuchs are so erudite, I don't know about the hate being sliming, but survival is sliming. I'm a muscle beast because of survival and not being able to depend on weak sisters like you. Mm, congratulations. We get a lot of texts. If I like followed that. that thread. We get a lot of texts like that. It's just like a string of words. and You kind of guess at the theme. Yeah, right. It's interesting. Are you on our side or not? Whatever our side no, is. I don't, that does not sound charitable at all. No. Uh, I mean... Number one, he called us eunuchs. <laughs> That's true. Uh, news now with Marsha Phillips. Uh, we got one American confirmed among the 14 dead in Barcelona in the massacre amid fears for a Northern California husband who's missing after he got separated from his wife during the attack while they were there on their wedding anniversary trip. Really? Lafayette resident Heidi Tucker telling ABC7 she and her husband got separated during the attack. She's heard nothing from or about him since. She says her husband 
Jared stopped to use a restroom as they were walking through the downtown area, and then she says suddenly all hell broke loose. She was swept up in the crowd, has not heard from him since. Well, he's almost certainly got to be injured at a hospital, and they don't know his name, right? Let's hope that's it, yeah, yeah. State Department says they're still trying to ID uh, some of the people involved in that fracas. Mm. As far as victims go, they're still trying to figure figure out who's who. Police in Finland searching for suspected attackers after several people got attacked by a man with a large knife in the city of Turku. At least two people now killed. Police shot the man in the leg. He was arrested. Now one person is dead and another injured in a stabbing attack in Germany today. Police say it happened in a shop in a city just outside of Dusseldorf. So they're trying to figure out what is going is on this with those. Copycatism or is this like a, a date that was planned by lunatics of whatever stripe? Well, I guess we'll find out. The former IT aide whom Congresswoman Debbie Wasserman Schultz stood by for months is now Inexplicably, indicted. after everybody else had distanced themselves from him because he and her family, he and his family, were obviously criminals. The Florida Democrat did not dismiss Imran Awan until he was arrested in an airport trying to leave the country last month. Kept him on as an IT guy even if he even after he'd been banned from the House network for malfeasance. He was indicted yesterday by a grand jury on four counts including bank fraud and making false statements. Supposedly there may be some other charges coming down later. Um, there are, and I I tend to believe the allegation that he was involved in blackmailing people because he had amazing access to uh, a house democrats email according to new surveys uh it turns out a lot of people get bummed out in august they regard august as the worst month of the year and those who've studied the phenomena a phenomenon say the doer mood usually revolves around a person dreading the end of summertime or eagerly awaiting the start of fall and glad that the hot days are over Oh, you got a mix of emotions about August. And one last note, there's talk of a film focused on Star Wars character Obi-Wan Kenobi. A Hollywood reporter saying Oscar-nominated director Stephen Daldry is considering making a film that would revolve around the lightsaber-wielding Jedi. And that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. Didn't he factor into those crappy, crappy Star Wars movies that uh, came after the first set? The boring ones. There are some crappy ones in the middle, right? Yeah. Good ones, crappy ones, then good ones again? Pretty much. That seems to be the the trend of it, yes. In my humble opinion. The changing face of the cable news universe. Who's watching what? We have a new king of cable news. Really? Larry King? It's not Larry King. Hmm. Alex Baldwin. Oddly enough, CNN does factor into the story. Fake news. Rocky Road doesn't get enough credit. I'm Larry King. <laughs> Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. I go on too many dates, but I can't make them stay. At least that's what people say. Mm-mm. That's what people say. Mm-mm. I'm not finished, fake news. <laughs> I like that clip. Did I just tweet an article from Robert E. Lee? Uh, about Robert E. Lee and what he was writing about slavery in the 1840s and 1850s. He was not a big fan, oddly enough. But um, the reason a lot of this came to light is he wrote a letter to the New York Times saying, hey, you wrote a story about me that's completely false. Fake news! I'm not finished, fake news. Fake news in the 1850s. Wow, interesting. And the New York Times. Right. So we you got a, are fake news. We got a couple of breaking news stories. Breaking news. Breaking news. 
When news breaks, the donkey brays. Speaking of the New York Times, headline from the New York Times. Trump tells aides he's decided to remove Stephen Bannon. Bannon is out. Bye-bye. I predicted this earlier. According to the New York Times sources, they're in negotiations about how to handle this. Bannon submitted his resignation on the 7th of August. Was supposed to leave this week. But the whole Charlottesville thing happened, and so that changed things. That would kind of explain that weird off-the-record or whatever that was interview the other day. Oh, because he already had one foot out the door. Yeah, he's already headed out the door. That Get the hell out of here! Oh, hey, hey, I'm leaving. Uh, here's your headline from CNBC. Stocks turn higher after multiple reports that Bannon has left the White House. Well, they dropped like 300 yesterday, which is yeah, well, the biggest drop in a while. Yeah, but every everybody attributes that sort of thing to whatever they want to attribute it to. It's sure. complicated, but anyway. Terrorism or Trump or whatever. Eclipses. It's another eclipse drop. That's right. <laughs> Sell your stock in the sun. Um, uh, it's yeah. eclipsed by the moon. So although even the New York Times says because of the way Trump operates, it could be weeks before Bannon heads out. So who knows? But hmm. he's probably out. Uh, will he say nasty things about the president once he's out? May go back to Breitbart, but of course that's speculation. I don't know. So uh, here's did the other you say there's news. more breaking news? Yeah, and this is kind of interesting. What could go wrong here? A group of bikers has said they will protect President Trump at his rally in Arizona on Tuesday. Trump is scheduled to speak at the Phoenix Convention Center on Tuesday. The bikers, called Bikers for Trump Arizona, said they want to make sure people can come hear the president speak comfortably. The group says they don't want anyone hurt or anyone staying away from the rally because they're afraid violence might break out. Oh, okay. So they're they're protecting Trump fans, not Trump. Bikers providing security at a gathering couldn't go wrong. Please allow me to introduce myself. Uh, so Google it. Go. If you're not familiar with it, drop me an email. I'll explain I, be- I believe that there are people that don't want violence, and they just want people to be able to show up and listen to Trump speak mm-hmm. without being afraid. I believe yeah. that. Yeah. It's just that... Whenever you allow some sort of vigilante justice, uh, things can get out of hand. It has happened in the past. Is there Antifa in Arizona, or are those black-hooded outfits too hot there in the desert? Hey, on the other hand, though, freaking San Jose, people who just wanted to show up to listen to the president got beaten in the streets, and the cops did nothing about it. That's why. That's what I'm picturing. So how I do totally you, get that. So how do you expect society to react? This way. You get like a group of bikers who say, we'll protect you so you can show up and do something that is completely constitutional. Yeah. If anybody is hurting people, we'll uh, stop them. We'll fight them for you. But in other words, this time, instead of white supremacists versus Antifa, it might be the bikers versus Antifa. Who knows? And then Uh, this. I like the bikers chance, depending on which bikers they are. And uh, this, MSNBC just had another big win. The network finished with the highest rankings in there uh, ever in all of cable news. Um, beating ever, out Fox. Ever for them? For them, yeah. yeah okay. Beating out Fox. That's That happened recently, and now it's happened for a full week. It's the first time they'd ever beat Fox in 20 years. All because, well, partly because several of the dudes at Fox don't know how to be a gentleman. You know what I haven't checked, and I want to check on my own? Has MSNBC gone up very much, or is it all about Fox dropping? And Because those Fox viewers, people who are watching O'Reilly and Megyn Kelly aren't now watching Rachel Maddow. <laughs> so, right. I mean, it's it's not like that. Right. Um, so did they just stop watching cable news? So in other words, Fox has just dropped down and MSNBC stayed more or less the same. I don't know. It might be. But, by the way, so it mocks CNN. CNN finished behind Nickelodeon. <laughs> but... 
in the age group 25-54, which we know something about the way the business works. That's what they care about more than anything. They care about that more than however many old people are watching Fox or MSNBC. CNN finished first 25-54. to 54. How interesting. So they're mocked all the time. They're actually first in the key demo the advertisers want. It's probably worth mentioning that Wolf Blitzer's an idiot. <laughs> Remember when Megyn <laughs> Kelly's Sunday show was a big deal? Like a month ago? For a cup of coffee? <laughs> yeah. For an eyelash? Uh, here's our guest announcer. And now it's time for Final Thoughts with Armstrong and Getty. Go ahead, guys. Make my day. That was a Clint Eastwood impersonation? Yes. I don't appreciate the uh, violent imagery. Exactly. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Marshall Phillips, lead us off. What's your final thought? Well, heading into another Powerball weekend, up to $510 million. Got tickets in my pocket and a revised co-worker gifting list at the ready. Oh, boy. <laughs> so we all got a curry favor like the heirs of a billionaire. <laughs> Michelangelo, your final thought. Yeah, my favorite text in a long time today was, on Monday, stare at the sun with one eye, and on Tuesday, when everyone else is blind, you'll be king. That's, That's a good one. I loved it. That's right. Positive Sean, your final thoughts. Yes, in the Cinemaplex this weekend, two movies opening. The Hitman's Bodyguard looks mediocre. That's not the one I'm seeing. I'm going to go see the new Steven Soderbergh movie. Logan Lucky looks hilarious. It does look good. Okay, a little comedy in these troubled times. Vincent, your final thought. Bad name of the day goes to Joseph Getty yes. for the welder goggle gradations. But bomb of the day goes a positive Sean. In regards to the way your pets act during an eclipse, Sean said, even stranger, they all have British accents. I don't know why. <laughs> Very amusing. Jack, do you have a final thought? I will be calling in Monday morning from the path of totality with my seven-year-old as we get ready to stare directly at the sun and watch it go dark and probably convert to some strange ancient religion. Fantastic. That's exciting. Uh, my final thought is I am confirming what Michelangelo told me off the air. If you are trying to find eclipse glasses and you're trying to go to aas.org make sure you go aas and not ass ass.org is <laughs> pornography what s.com is for sale oh really yes so if i like uh, sell donkeys for a living i could get that website yeah i'm guessing for many millions of dollars <laughs> Wow. How many people would go to ass.com and see that it's a mule trading concern and be terribly disappointed? You know, they're like elbows. We all got them. Donkeys? Come on now. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgettyradio.com. Follow us on the Twitter, would you, and Instagram, and email us. God bless America. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel. Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from Mount Landing, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun. Now the time has come to go. If this still cop was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. See you some other time. Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.